Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight, hosted by Donna Sardula and yours truly, Scott Jones. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight. Hear the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Hey, Scott. I dreamed big last night. I mean, I had fantastic dreams. What was it? Was it the COVID vaccine? Is it still like just in your blood causing you to have these like crazy, crazy dreams? I dreamed there was, there were strange dreams of people I connected with in the past. And, you know, I mean, they were, you know, they were fascinating dreams. So, you know, I was dreaming big in my sleep, but I woke up kind of like irritable because I feel like I didn't get my sleep in the sense of, there was so much going on in my dreams. I was like, "Oh my you gosh!" You woke up exhausted. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I would like a like you know like a more a more calm dream, like a little, you know, like going in the moment, you know. And you're looking at these modern art pieces that you don't understand what they mean, and then you just are exhausted. Like, I, but my dreams are too interesting. So, don't have interesting dreams is my takeaway. Like, culturally and and business wise, have big dreams. Because if you have big dreams in business, you will have boring dreams in life. So I had all these well, you know, entrepreneurial that, big kind of weird dreams. Which actually kind of leads me to this quote by Michael Jordan that I've been showing on, which is, you must expect great things of yourself before you can do them. Which kind of makes me think you need to be able to dream and, and envision and see yourself doing these great things. Now, whether it's at night, <laughs> interrupting a great sleep or is it maybe throughout the day envisioning and dreaming about it but if you want to you know achieve that success you've got to be able to see yourself doing it do you do you feel that way scott absolutely i think wh- what does henry ford say whether you think you're going to be a big success or a big failure you're going to be right yeah you know and and you know our our guest today christy demos she's the one who had sent me this quote by Michael Jordan. And, you know, it, it is, it's something where you, it, you can't just, I mean, if you don't have dreams, if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. <laughs> and you have to really be able to see yourself, you know, in order to make it happen. So Christy, she's, she's really interesting. She's the senior manager of go-to-market strategy and operations at eBay, Scott. And in her role, she's responsible for updating their sellers on key programs and changes but what I find the most interesting is she has been at eBay for over 18 years, and she's worked in a variety of roles from, from customer service to project management to marketing. Uh, here's, here's Christy. Great. Thank you guys so much for having me. And you nailed it. That's right. Like I've been kind of all around the block at, at one company, but lots of different roles. You know, you, you started in 2002. Was this right out of college or did you work at other companies? 
Yeah. So it was so funny enough, I really started shortly after September 11th in 2001. And then I became official in March of 2002. So I had a little stint where I was kind of contracting. And so really what happened, it was right after, right after undergrad, right out of college, I had moved to Salt Lake City for more opportunity. I went to the University of Wyoming and um, I had this idea that I would like help people with exercise or I would help them after an injury or and like maybe get into physical therapy. But all of those jobs and those things really weren't happening after September 11th. So after going a few weeks without having a job, I finally was like, well, I want to get something just temporary while I keep looking for what I envision I'm really going to do. So like, so e-commerce technology, all of this, this was not really like what you were expecting or dreaming about while you were in college. Cause I, I checked out your LinkedIn profile and you've got a, a bachelor of science in, uh, in exercise science. So it seems like a world away from, from eBay. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, so funny enough, like eBay, my mom, funny enough, loved to shop on eBay. So I knew about it as a company and I was like, well, I know computers and stuff. So again, I'll just get a temporary thing there and then I'll go figure out how I'm going to do what I'm going to do with exercise and, and whatnot. And it's funny now looking back, like all through high school and college, you know, people ask, what, what are you passionate about? Like, what are you into? And I was passionate into sports and being competitive and, you know, competing. And what I didn't realize is you can do that same thing in business and in technology. And so throughout college, I didn't really realize that. But then coming to eBay, it really opened my eyes that like you can be competitive and drive to win, not only in sports, but really in, in business and really everywhere. So, so yeah. Well, and, and, you know, looking at, you know, your trajectory, it's almost like every two years, you're, you're, you were, you're changing positions. I mean, you never stayed in one position for a very long, long period of time. I mean, you're just all over the place there. That's right. That's right. And that's kind of one of my sort of kind of secrets to success, if you will, which is like being, un being comfortable with the uncomfortable. So seeking out change and looking for change. Um, and so that's one of the reasons I've stayed at eBay all that time is like, I always ask myself, am I still being challenged do I still have an opportunity to grow and learn more? And it like is constantly checking that box. And so, so that's really why I stayed is and whenever there was an opportunity to like try something new and scary, like I thought, oh, I'd rather stay in my current role. Like I know what I'm doing. I really have it down. I'm really excelling at it. But I would force myself to kind of raise my hand and say, hey, that sounds hard and interesting. And I want to try that. So, I mean, these weren't like these things weren't falling in your lap. I mean, these were intentional decisions that you were making. Like you were seeking it out. Were you were you watching like the company like bulletin board to see the different positions that were posted or like how did how did that work? Oh, totally. So a couple different ways, like as you can imagine, each one had its own spin. But ultimately, I, of course, networked within my own company. Like I think obviously that's a, a no brainer for everyone. And so I continually I would funny enough, I would join like the local softball team so I could like find who's in what department and how can I build a relationship with them? And then I would like have people all over the company that I had built this relationship with. And then when I would see an opportunity in that space, I could tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, I saw this new job posting or I saw this role or, or whatnot. So all of them were a little bit different, but majority of the time I was raising my hand or applying for something or really just pushing myself again outside of that comfort zone to try to get the next challenge and keep pushing and learning. 
you said something here that I thought was really mind blowing. <laughs> and that is you networked internally. I don't think many people think about that. I mean, you hear networking when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a small business owner, you're going to the chamber of commerce, you're going to business card exchanges. But how many people really think about, you know, internally like networking with the rest, especially if it's a big company, right? I think maybe it's a little bit more, it's, it's easier when it's a bigger company, or maybe that's when it's a little bit more challenging, but important. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, like I would like just find any chance I could to meet people outside of my little world because what I see in, at eBay is in a big company is like you have your people you regularly work with, but then you kind of stay in your little area and you don't, most roles don't expand a ton beyond that. So whenever there was a chance to join a team or attend a training or go to a networking or whatever it was, I was just jumping at that. And in fact, like, of course, as you can imagine, being being that I started there shortly after college, like a lot of my friendships, you know, now outside of work stem from there. So, so really, it's just, I feel like that's the most important thing to do is constantly have those relationships um, throughout the company. So is eBay like those other companies where there's like, you know, a ball pit you know, <laughs> you can dive in and like free lunches and you know. we're, we're in the middle somewhere. I, I, we don't have like the napping pods or, or free lunch, but in some, in some cases, but we definitely have great benefits all around. And that's honestly one of the other things that keeps me is we have great benefits and I do just love the people like most of the culture there is very, um, it's competitive, but yet we all kind of are in it to win and help people, you know, be entrepreneurs and help them create their own economic opportunity. And so, so I think that we're all sort of in it together. It's, it's just such a great culture. And, um, and I just love it for that, for that reason. And I just love all the people I work with. So, so yeah, so no ball pits or napping pods or, or anything quite like that, but we still try to keep it fun. (laughs) So you have a name that is hard to spell, right? Like Christy with an I and Demos, which like, is there a play, point in time at eBay where like everybody knows how to spell your name? Because I mean, I guess it, I mean it's got to feel good, right? Like because your whole life you're going through. Like I've never noticed Scott Jones. Like you, you don't really have to. Yeah, they, they hopefully know me. That's right. Well, it's so funny. A couple of years ago, I had gotten a new boss. Um, she joined um, to lead operations and she eventually was promoted to VP. And she would sometimes ask me questions. And like, if I didn't know, she'd be like, what? I thought you knew everyone and everything at eBay. I'm so disappointed. And I think, I know, I was hoping I did too. So yeah, it's funny too, because my first about half of the time there, I had my maiden name, Venta. Um, and at the time I was actually working with a lot of external partners. And so when I got married, I actually kept my like K Venta email address, which is so funny now, because when people see it, they're like, why do you have this weird like Venta in your name? I'm like, oh, I was afraid that my partners I was working with couldn't get in touch with me and I didn't want to change my email and stuff. But, but yeah, that's one of the fun things of having been there so long is I do know a lot of the people and 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 have a lot of strong relationships, which which is fun. But why would you want to complicate your name? I mean, your partner Demos, I mean, that's like, you're, it's, it seems like you're a glutton for punishment in the sense of like, <laughs> gosh, right? you're going to have this. Like, like, why would you want to have a hard name to spell? Right. I, if only we could change it. Right. But yeah, I, I, I feel like it, it makes you memorable. Right. So they'll be like, I remember this name. That's weird. So, so yeah. So I just roll with it. Girl, I'm right there with you. I kept my maiden name. If I went with my husband's name, I'd be Donna Marsh. <laughs> boring, isn't it? 
Ether's great. I love it. So I have a, oh wait, I've got a really, I've an interesting question for Christy. Like I've bought some really weird things on eBay. My, my, I think my weirdest ones that I bought, I bought um, monkey finger puppets. So what was, <laughs> what was the weirdest thing you've bought on eBay? Cause you can buy some pretty crazy things there. That is so true. You can buy all the things, which is one of the things that makes it so unique. Gosh, weirdest. What a good question. I don't know if I have a great answer for that. I, I remember in the early days, my mom actually bought a car on eBay, which at the time I thought was like crazy. And I was so nervous for, and now of course we sell millions of cars a year on eBay. Um, and so, but most recently, not, and not to talk too much about it, but we recently launched authentication for sneakers and my husband and my boys are huge sneakerheads. You know, I love Michael Jordan. Like it's obvious, you know, that that would be our thing. And so now it's super cool. We've actually bought a lot of sneakers where you buy the sneaker, it gets sent to an independent third party, they verify it's authentic, and then you get them to yourself. And so that way you don't have to worry about fakes or anything. So no fraud, no fake, no doubt. Like, and so anyway, so I love when the company does stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, and my team has worked on it a bunch. And so I love when they do stuff where I'm like, yes, this is like my thing. So, so yeah, that's been really fun getting all the cool retro Jordans and stuff for my boys and my husband. So, yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, so eBay at one point in the age of the internet with AOL and other things was that eBay was in everyone's cultural imagination. Now it's Amazon. And so how do you guys, do you think about that? Like Jeff Bezos is a cultural figure. Amazon is a cultural figure. Like you don't, I mean, just everybody talks about Amazon and nobody references eBay. It's so true. Culturally, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, funny enough, I would argue so totally. So, you know, eBay was the place back then. So I think the way we've approached that is we've kind of just stayed true to our roots in a way where we are the more unique, we are the hard to find, we are the great deals. And so we're not trying to be Amazon and be commodity and be like, you know, all the simple things. And so I actually still am always proud to see eBay in the zeitgeist, if you will. Like I'll be watching a TV show and of course they talk about like selling it on eBay. And so so I'm always proud that like, I feel like our kind of original, you know, um, uniqueness has kind of standed the test of time and people still come to us for that. And now they realize they can also come there for, you know, all the things, but specifically the really cool, unique things like the sneakers and things like that. So, so yeah. If we go back to your career and how you got to where you are, you know, was there ever a time where you felt maybe stuck or you were just in a really challenging situation and you had to, you know, go internally and, and pull some strength? Can, can, you, can you think of something that like, that makes you say, yeah, I'm so proud that I did it and I, I learned something? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a, such a great question. About five or six years ago, we did a really um, kind of challenging change to the way we measure how sellers sell on the site and how they're following rules and, and things like that. And at the time it was just really, really hard. Like it was really late hours. My boys were fairly young. I think they were like around two and six or something. And we were working globally. So like the morning was early calls with Europe. The evening was late calls with APAC and working all throughout. And it was really, really hard. Um, 
But looking back on it, like, I feel like I learned so much. And like, it's fun to reflect on those moments. In fact, recently, I was actually right before the pandemic, of course, I was in San Jose having lunch with one of my friends who's no longer there, but is still my really close friend. And she worked on that project with me. And now she actually has young kids. But at the time, she didn't. And she was just like, Chrissy, like, I think back on those times where we were like, working all day, all the time, all night. And like, now that I have kids, I'm like, how did you do it? And so like, it was just like such that moment of like validation of like feeling seen and heard and like she knows. And, and so I think like, I didn't realize it at the time, but like, I've always thought, you know, kind of another quote and thing I like is like leading by example. And so I think that's just kind of what I've tried to do is like, you know, lead by example and show people how it can get done and whatnot. So that was such a fun moment to like have her share that with me that now that she has kids, she wonders like, how did that happen? But But yeah, so I put, I don't know how I pushed through at the time. I think I felt like it was such an important change for our sellers that that helped me push through. And then also like, I think that's another reason like I love eBay and stay there is just, I did, I, I always have found roles that connect directly to the business or to the results or to our customers. And so I feel like whatever I'm doing does have a direct impact to those things. And so, so that's the ways I've kind of pushed through a little bit on some of those challenging projects and times and things like that. You know, I, I find that, you know, when, when clients come to me and they, they talk about, oh, I've been at this place for so long and is this, is this detrimental or is this a, you know, how, how can I position this? How can I spin it? I always say, you know, you want to look and say, you know, every role I took, you know, brought me more, more responsibilities, more strengths, more development. And, and I think there's, there's something to be said there, especially when I look at your trajectory, it's not like you were in one place the entire time, but you have this, this diversity and this variety um, that I think paints a really interesting picture that, you know, you could then take this and say, Hey, I, you know, I know the best practices, not just of this area, but all of these areas. Absolutely. I think that's something I wish that I even saw more at companies and even more at eBay is like kind of being on both sides of the situation. So as you mentioned, like I sort of started in service, Um, And then I ultimately kind of moved in project management. And then I moved into what we kind of call more of the business unit, the business side. And I think the perspective that I've also been on the service side, I've also been on the trust side. Like I've kind of seen these problems from all different sides. It gives me a really unique perspective to problem solve in those areas. And then most recently, I'm actually like in more of a true marketing role. And so again, having touched all those other areas gives me such a good view on like what the other teams might be experiencing, what the customers might need. And so to your point, I think that just continually challenging and moving yourself, trying to find new opportunities is like how you get there. And then hopefully it helps the company and your career both at the same time. So like, are you an anomaly at eBay or is it typical for a company? I mean, is it cultural that a person stays there or is it, or are are they quick, you know, quick tenures? Kind of a little bit of both. So I'm not a total anomaly. I have a few friends that have been there longer than me. A guy who was on my team recently, he had been there longer than I have. Um, But for the most part, like especially in our home office in San Jose, you do see people say that few years and then maybe go on to try something new. I would say like our culture in Salt Lake, you see people stay a little bit longer. And I don't know the exact reason that is. I think, you know, probably the Bay Area, there's more pressure to move and shake and try new things, you know, but the people who stay just make such an impact. And, um, and, and I think like, again, the seeing the business from all those different sides is so valuable, valuable yeah. for the company. 
The one thing I have noticed with a lot of companies is with these, the high turnover rate, not, and not like just high turnover because the place is toxic, but it's just this new gen that they just, you know, they go to the next thing so quickly. I find that companies are losing that like historical company knowledge and background. And I, I think it really changes the trajectory of the company. I mean, like just not that I'm coming down on LinkedIn, but like they remove the events section and then three years later they bring it back in. You know, it's like, you had it, you took it off and now you're bringing it in. Like it's something new, but those of us who've been here forever, we know that it's (laughs) there. So I I wonder, like, I, I think there really is a plus for a company to have some long haulers to be able to keep that knowledge intact. I totally agree. And I see it happen sometimes. Like sometimes I'll joke that like, I don't want to be the fuddy duddy because like I can say like, we did that and it didn't work or we did that and this happened. But instead of doing that, like I I always first approach the problem with like, we may have done this before, but timing is important. And like the landscape is important. So because it failed once doesn't mean it can't come back. But but I do get that feedback a lot of like having my knowledge of what's happened in the past is super valuable. Like recently, a team approached us and we're like, hey, we're going to give you a heads up. We're doing this. Just wanted to let you know. And I was like, oh, well, just so you know, last time we did this XYZ and happened. Here's the links to the, you know, and they were like, oh. And so it kind of just, again, I didn't say to not do it. I didn't say it was a bad idea, but I gave them insight of like challenges we faced when we had done something similar, which again, like hopefully made it more successful. So, so I totally agree. And I think you need fresh, you know, eyes too. Like I recently, we went through a small change internally and I got a new person on my team and she's only been at the company about eight or nine months. And like my conversations with her are just amazing because she's so positive and has such a fresh perspective. And like, I just think it's like the perfect, I think you want both really. So, so, so yeah, totally. Do you ever like go and try to be like incognito? Do you ever just feel the calls like of the, of the new seller? Like, and you're like, do you ever just go to them and like, I'm just going to get back into the old school, the program. I'm just going to try to remember who I was before I was Christy Demos. Do you ever do that? <laughs> so good question. Um, I well, so good. I've in my role, given that I've been here so long, I'm super connected to a lot of our sellers. Like I've back, um, obviously this year we haven't, but in years past, like in the early days, we used to have this event called eBay Live and we would go to that. And then in the last few years, we've had an event called eBay Open where where our sellers come to us thousands of them and we have a big conference and we talk about eBay and I always give my business card out there and I always interact with them. I'm also in various Facebook groups with them, but I will tell you, I'll have sellers that like have held on to my business card for three years and then finally call me and they're always like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I'm so glad you answered. Cause I do think who's your totally- favorite quirky seller. Like, do you have a quirky seller that you love? That oh, of like- course. I have so many. I have so many. I, I mean, tell us two. Tell us tell two. two. Well, one of my uh, old favorites is a hubcap seller back in New York. Like he's just like classic New York, like personality. And he's just a super like brash and really funny, but like, also like we got to get the real feedback from those types. So so love him. Um, and then there's a seller here in Salt Lake that I've been really close with for a while. That's done like needlepoint and things like that. And she is a big personality and she will tell you how it is. And so whenever you need to know, like we have those types of customers that help us. And that's what we need. We need to know what our customers are thinking. So it's so important, you know, to be to be close to them and hear from them regularly. So, so yeah. 
Are there sellers that just irritate you? Like, I mean, I know you can't name them, but like, <laughs> no, heavens, no, that's when silly. a seller irritates you. What do you do? Like, when they're like, you can't, you want to kick them off the platform, but you can't. Like, how do you deal with it emotionally? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like, luckily in my role, I don't have to do it day to day, but I do sometimes feel for our community team who has to deal with when there's problems and, and sellers are upset. But really, what I've learned over the years, because I was even in like a service role in college, I ran a movie theater and stuff, and what I've learned over that my my best advice on service is like majority of times people just want to be heard you know they just want to have their moment to tell you what's up and so if you actually stop and take the time to listen to them most of the time the issue can be resolved and so that's kind of my I'll have some I've over the years you know had some frustrating ones but as soon as I stop take a deep breath and just hear what they have to say majority of the time we can work through it so so yeah you know, Christy, we're we're almost at the end, but what I'd love you sort of mentioned it to me prior, but you know, what do you feel is your recipe for success? You know, what do you feel has really, you know, imbued your career and helped you get to where you are? Yeah. So important. So obviously I've talked about it throughout, but you know, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. So challenging yourself to go outside of your comfort zone. Like I think everyone would love to stay in like a good job where they know what they're doing and they get paid well and they feel like they're contributing. And it's scary to like think I'm going to try something different and new, but I would just push everyone to do that because that's where the most growth happens. And then also just being flexible. So like we talked in the beginning, like I thought I was going to maybe go into physical therapy school. I thought I was going to be a personal trainer, like, but I was flexible with what was happening in the world at the time. And I just continued that same mentality and sort of, I'm sure you guys have heard the junk, the career jungle gym, you know, analogy. And so I've kind of tried to adopt that as like, if there's an opportunity, it may not always be a promotion, but if it's a lateral move to learn, I don't consider that a bad thing. Like I'm totally open to that because I'm gaining skills and knowledge that will help me, you know, long-term. And then I think also just being open to asking questions and, and saying you don't know. You know, like I said, my my the last year or so, I've been truly more in marketing. And there's a lot of things I don't know in marketing. And so I think surrounding myself with an awesome team that does know and can answer the questions and not being scared to ask. You know, I think there truly isn't really a dumb question. And I think not knowing and pretending, you know, is sometimes more scary than asking the question. So, so yeah. That's, fa- that's fabulous. That's great advice. Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's so fun. And I hope to see you guys again. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. If you like the show, please do us a favor. Go into iTunes and write a review and give us a rating or share it with a friend via social media or email if you think they'd benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep dreaming big.